Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Welcome to the Wealthy Woman Podcast, where we share our opinions on hot topics relating to personal development, work, mindset, and expectations put on women. We also sometimes interview your favorite women influencers, founders, and corporate baddies and get the raw, uncut stories behind what they had to endure and grow through to become the version of themselves that we admire today. I'm your host, Donnie. And I'm Gabby. Now let's Let's get get wealthy. Welcome back to the Wealthy Woman Podcast. I hope you guys enjoyed last week's episode. How are you doing, Gabby? I'm great. I'm great. <laughs> um, now, as I was looking back, oh my gosh, this stupid cord. As I was looking back at the footage of last week, um, I realized the reason it's also cringy for me is because I was hoping that it would be like, it would like help people learn lessons or something. And I was like, is this kind of feeling like a therapy session? No, like I'm spilling the tea. Like I'm trying to like, you know. No, because I feel like at the same time you were just being honest. So you were telling like your side of the story. And Mm -hmm. I mean, you acknowledge that everyone has their own side of the story. Mm -hmm. And you also owned up to like where you played your part into it. Because I feel like a lot of times people always just put the blame on other people. Right. And it's hard for people to understand that you played a part in that like a lot of times people play a part in their relationships you play a part yeah. a lot of things that happen even in your workplace and stuff like that too like yeah that's if true. you set the tone for what you expected and you knew and then communication is a huge thing communication and yeah. respect yes are like you know how you were Very saying good. like you wrote down your did you was it you that's what? what you wrote down like your five or no someone else what <laughs> they're like relationship things of like these are like my oh my gosh not my no-goes my like your must-haves in a relationship of like if you can't meet this non-negotiables non-negotiables yeah my (laughs) (laughs) no-goes yeah i feel like those are like yeah like my biggest non-negotiables in any type of relationship is respect and communication same absolutely okay yeah that makes sense then yeah, I feel like I did that. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I I for everyone listening, I did not want it to be a thing of me trying to like put anyone on blast. That's why no names were given. That's why I didn't go into a lot of detail. And I honestly, there's a lot y'all didn't see because like like I said we recorded <laughs> it twice. <laughs> and so me going through that footage was just a lot. I'm like, how do I tell the story and then leave out parts that were unnecessary? Um, and then I think I started feeling shame about the end, like where I was talking about my ex, because as I was watching it, I'm like, these people are going to think I'm stupid. (laughs) But no, a lot of times people are dumb over a guy. People are are dumb in their relationships too. Like, yeah. And that's what I was thinking. Dumb in multiple relationships. And yeah, that's what I was thinking. I was like, if they can't, um, I think if if they feel stupid or if they feel like I'm stupid, it's just a reflection and they're like projecting at that mm-hmm. point because you can hear a story and because I clearly said I've been working on myself. I'm growing. I don't do those things anymore. 
Um, so it's like if you still think, oh, you're stupid or whatever, then that's just you projecting and like. And it's always how you easier for someone to judge on the outside looking in. Like yeah. for me to ask those questions, well, like, wait, so this was happening versus like if I was in your place, uh-huh. it would have been completely different for me, like dealing with it. You have so much of this on your arm. <laughs> but yeah, you're right. You're right. Exactly. It's completely different when you're in it. And I used to look at people like that too when I was outside of those relations outside of a relationship. I'd be like, why would they let this and this and this happen? But then mm-hmm. one day I wake up and I'm in the relationship. I'm like, oh my God, how did I get here? And there's a lot of context. Even though I did tell a lot, there's a lot of context to all of that where it was like even when I was explaining how he ended up living here and stuff, I feel like it would just make so much more sense if you knew the full story. So if you are judging me, okay, judge me, whatever. <laughs> I was vulnerable. I, I I know that I'm sharing my business, so I'm putting that out there and allowing you guys in. And so if you judge me, whatever. But just always understand that there's more to the story. And sometimes there are situations where you wake up and you realize you've been swindled into something. Or you were dumb <laughs> looking back of like, dang, yeah, I really like, did I that? that. Like, what? Like, why right. would I do that? Right. But I also know, like, I was just a wounded person and I needed to really heal and work on myself. And so I was accepting less than just to be loved. And so, um, yeah, thank God for growth. Mm-hmm. I understand that. <laughs> I've taken care of a grown man before, too. So. Right. Thank God. <laughs> we don't do that no more. <laughs> and thank care nobody but my child. <laughs> right. And my dog. So. <laughs> okay. So anyways... Let's go on to cocktail hour, the hour where we don't actually drink cocktails. Um, <laughs> well, right now it's like not even 11 a.m., so we're drinking. We're drinking tea and um, in our Wealthy Women cups. These will be available soon, but we're drinking um, this like green tea that's like peach flavored, and I think it's pretty good. We put honey in it. That's it. It's very simple today. Yeah. Does it taste okay without the sugar? Oh, Yeah. Okay, whatever. <laughs> well, sometimes if people aren't like used to it, like I can drink it without the honey. Mm-hmm. Like I'm just like, mm. I just know that. it's gonna be like a bland taste, and I'm like, okay, that's fine. I've done that, but I'm one of those people. Hey, sir, what are you eating? Oh, okay. See, um, <laughs> I've done that before. I think I'm just like I'm a person that literally loves drinks. I just love drinks. So if I'm gonna drink something, I want it to really taste like. I want to taste everything. I'm okay with the calories. I will I will not eat food to drink something. Mm-mm. I'm going to drink mine to get all the nutrients out of it. <laughs> so I'll just put nothing in there. That's People nice. think it's nasty, but I'm just like, well. I know I love tea, though, so I don't really think it's gross. Um, so, yeah, I get it. I totally get it. Well, anyways, so the question today for cocktail hour is, what will you be putting in your prenup? You want me to go first? Yeah, go ahead. So I honestly don't believe in prenups. Oh, really? Why? Because I feel like if you really love somebody. Oh, God. (laughs) What? I mean, like, if you're marrying someone, it should be for the right reasons. And if you feel like you need a prenup or feel like you need to protect yourself from that person, like, is this truly even the right person to be with? Although I also see why a lot of people do it. Yeah. The kind of men you date, what do you expect? But for me, per- <laughs> do you think that they're not going to tell you here's the prenup? If they really love me, they're going to tell me. Shut no. up. Sign it. <laughs> I mean, because I'm not going to come after. I feel like they would know that I'm like not coming after them for their money or anything. Like, I'm not with you for your money. Like, yeah, it's mm-hmm. great that you have money, but 
It's not even that though. So you, let's say you marry somebody that is wealthy, right? And you end up living with them, your whole life upgrades, like your whole life is different now. Well then when you get a divorce, that's just spousal support. Yeah, but on their end, it's like, it, get, it, it just makes the divorce really messy. But I'm not going to ask for anything crazy. I feel like a lot of people, when they get divorces, they ask for, like, crazy things to, like... Yeah, because, okay, this is the thing. What if he makes you really you- mad? What if he does something ridiculous to you? And that's why you guys are getting divorced. What if it's not just like, oh, we just don't get along anymore? It's like, he's been cheating. He's been a serial cheater. And <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, that's what people don't think about. Like, what if he's really crazy? What if he's, like, been trying to kill you or something like what if you find out he's just doing something insane to you <laughs> then you just get a really good lawyer right but then but at I that would, point you want to come for everything <laughs> but i wouldn't need a prenup for that you don't as long as you would <laughs> as long as you claim like that someone cheated on you versus not like being honest about what actually happened mm-hmm. then you'll get like your fair share of what the law considers yeah but share. then that could make the whole process take like a year or two well in the meantime, I'll still just, I don't know. Right, because then what if he's like, I don't want to support you during this year or two? But I've How never, do you pay for your lawyers? I've never not worked. So, I mean, right, I don't know. But, okay. I don't know. I just. Because you have to think about the, the fact that this person, because they can afford so much, they're going to get the craziest lawyers. They're going to get like, you know what I mean? So it's like when you, I just, I feel like when you get in those situations, um, it just protects you in so many ways. So then you could put that in the prenup. It's like, hey, if you ever cheat, this is what I get for you cheating. That way you don't even have to like discuss this in court. It's just like already written. And then if you guys have to go for, to court for anything, you can put in there like, you're going to cover my legal fees. I don't know. Okay. Okay, guys. I just feel like you're planning to separate. You're not planning to Or you're separate. planning to fail. No. So that's how like I see it. But I get why some people do it. I just personally don't. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> no, well, Listen, love, love don't. <laughs> I know from experience. You well, can love somebody all day and they can still be the most no, ridiculous I person. I know, I know, I know. But now, you know, I'm just hoping I'm not choosing those kind of people. So but that, that doesn't mean any, is, even a healed person but if, can. If he were going to like buy me anything and then try to take it back, I would want whatever he bought me to be in my name. So like if he bought me cars, I'd want those cars to be in my name. Yeah. Or if absolutely. he like said he bought me a house, I'd want my name on it. So that way, if the case did. But come, you guys are married. So all your, most of your assets, uh, assets are together. Yeah. Yeah. So, so then at name, that point, it's like, who's whose is it now? But if we split the house in half, it just has to get sold and we each get half of the okay. earnings. Okay, what about the assets that he made before you got into the marriage? That's his money. <laughs> okay, okay. It okay. is. like <laughs> Right, but that's going to be his argument in court for everything. It's like, it's my stuff, it's my stuff, it's my stuff. No. Okay. You have fun in court with that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not you even fun. <laughs> Um, For me... <laughs> I want their okay so number one I want it to be a thing of like whatever we came into the relationship with already is like separate right like you said separate um and if they want like so for instance with my ex he wanted um ownership in wealthy woman
because of the way we were going to build it out. But it was going to be written into the company that he has equity. So it was not well, going to yeah, be Yeah, you would have a business like, contract on that too. Right, so exactly, exactly. Because a lot of people, they get married and they're like, well, I helped you build this business and you have like no like legal equity in no, the No, I would need a title in the business. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But people do end up getting some of the business sometimes with that because they can prove like I did this, this, and this, and this, and this. So in this case, I don't want any of that. I want, if that person wants any parts of my business, they're going to have to like literally get equity in it. Um, like anyone else, and then um, say, and vice versa. If I want to partner what they're doing, we need to like make sure it's a legal thing. Like every time we set something up, um, and then anything that we build together, um, I think I think if we build anything together, so like for instance, I feel like when I get into a relationship, I want to have a, a trust set up. And so there will be certain assets that I feel like should just be protected in the trust for the family. Now, this is that's where it gets tricky, though, because it's like if we end up having kids and then we end up getting divorced, but we have this family trust, are we are me and that person still considered family? Unfortunately, <laughs> you're still tied to them. Right. And so for I'm like, OK, time, then hopefully me. we can still both be in the trust. And these are just assets that. Oh, and this is the thing. This is what I like about the trust is because if they get married to somebody else later, um, that the because rights it's don't in the get trust, on. exactly because it's in the trust, that person cannot have access to this. It's like solely protected for me. Well, I feel like and the that trust, in the like family. if I were to do that, the trust would just be for the kids. Exactly. No, that's like what I mean. it's not even for me, so it doesn't even matter. Yeah, it's just for the kids for them to use. Yeah. That's what I want. I want things like that. Um, and then, of course, I want there to be a cheating clause. I want there to be, um, let's see what else. And I want I want it to be something where it's like for every person that you cheated with, like you get penalized. <laughs> no, I feel that. <laughs> yeah, because you're not going to be a serial cheater and think that it gets the same uh, consequence as you cheating once. Like that's totally different. Um yeah, so I want something like that. <laughs> um, if we end up having children, there will definitely be, like, I want it written already because I just don't have the energy to go through the whole, like, uh, parental rights thing. So it'll already be determined, like, how that goes, like, as far as, like, who, you know, who the child lives with and when, where they spend time, how the summers go, all that. I want all of that written in there. Um, but what if the kids change their mind and they don't like the agreement? Y'all are still going to enforce the agreement? Okay, so when you go to court for that, don't they... It, I mean, ultimately, the judge would decide anyway, right? Yeah, but if it's in writing, but if the parents don't agree to just let the child agree, then the dad or you could force the kid to do something that they really don't want to do just because it's in writing by the court. So would... That's true. You'd be okay with a legal document determining, determining where your child goes? I don't even like kids like that. So no. <laughs> I'm just saying, you were like, well, if it's written in paper. And I'm like, yeah, but y'all didn't even consider what the kid wants to do. <laughs> Good point. Good point. Because mm. for okay. me, it's whatever Tony wants to do all day. Oh, yeah, that's true. Okay, never mind. Never mind. So I sound like a person that doesn't have kids because I don't. Okay, never mind. I mean, I it is nice to have it in writing, but you could also just have in there like it's up to the child. 
Okay, yes, that's what I'll put. It's up to the child. Because I just, I don't want the headache of Whatever all that. is most emotionally safe for the child. Yes. That's a good answer. Them feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. Okay, that, that's what will be in there. Um, and then as far as assets go, I feel like if I, if we have children and I end up with a child, then um, I should have the home that the child is used to living in. And then if they end up with the child, they can have the home that the child is used to living in. And then whatever, if we have another home, then I get that home. Um, <laughs> if we have five homes, then that's tricky. I feel like but every what if time they already we had, added, what if they already had uh, like homes and they added you onto the homes after y'all got married? I know that's the thing. Then would you feel? I would personally feel like I would at least. Well, depending on the number of homes, mm-hmm. would at least minimum get one, but for sure at least two. If it's like five homes, I would at least yeah. want two of them. Yeah. Ooh. Okay. Well, unless they're like in the same city, then it just wouldn't even make sense. Yeah, then it won't make sense. I don't think we would have. But if it's like we city. have homes in different places because of family, mm-hmm. then I would want one in the other place where family is, so that way we could have a home there too. Oh, this was a lot to think about. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. You came up with a question. I know, I did. I came up with this question. I would say if we had five homes, then... Girl, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I think... I think it makes the most sense to, of course, like I said, if you have the child, like let's say that you have the child and then there's like a vacation home that the child like, like, you know, like a place where like you go specifically for the kids or whatever, then, okay, cool. You get that home, right? Like I'm not pressed about it. Like the mom or the dad? Whoever the child's with. So you would let your child go with the dad? Yeah. To like live full on, full time? Mm Mm-hmm. You, if the child wanted to live there. Oh, I guess, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. I thought you were just meaning like you were okay with it off the bat. I was like, oh. No. This is in the scenario where the child picked their dad. Oh. Yeah. My child's staying with me. Oh, no. You just said it's whatever Tony wants. Yeah, but Tony would choose me all day. You're, so you're only saying this because Tony would choose you? Yeah. <laughs> Well, I'm just saying, like, based off of the one child I have. Okay, but let's say, hypothetically, Tony decides tomorrow, like, I want to go live with my dad. (laughs) I highly doubt that. But, I mean, if he were, I'd be like, are you sure? And he said, yeah. Then what? I'm like, okay. (laughs) And you let him go? Yeah, because it's a very far-fetched chance that he would (laughs) say that. But if he did, what if he was very serious about it? And he was like, like for the next five years, at least he's like, oh, yeah, I'm living here. I mean, that's what he really wanted. Okay, yeah, that's that's the scenario I'm talking about. Hey, child. See, this is my child right here. And he just. They can't see him. Yeah. Let me show you. Come here. Come here. Even though, like, he's all on the legs. Oh, okay. I don't know. He thought I threw something, I think. Anyway. Oh, no, he wants me to. We're not playing fetch. Anyways, that that's the best I can do with my answer because now now I'm thinking too deep about it. Yeah, so, so now y'all have to let us know what you would do or what you would want on your prenup or if you would want a prenup. Yes. Or if you have a prenup. We, yes, we what's know. in your prenup. Oh my gosh, those are good. That's and you can question. do it anonymously. Like create another account to comment on because, you know, we don't want your husband yes. to see it. Then you can email now us. Now you're giving us all the tea. 
Because that's too much to write in a text. You can email us at uh, wealthywomanpodcast at gmail.com. Or you could text it. You could voice memo. Could they do voice They no, can do the voice memo, memo to the number. Donnie sent me a voice memo yesterday. It was like two and a half minutes. I had to play that voice memo like 10 times. You know, to you make, can fast forward now. To, I don't know how. And I was trying to make it all the way through. And then like <laughs> Tony would interrupt or my phone would ring. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm going to have to start all over of Donnie's explanation. Of- <laughs> Girl, you could just fast forward. I'll show you. have to show me that. Oh, my God. No, my friend sent me a five-minute voice message the other day. And I was like, but then I was like, oh, yeah, I can fast forward. So I just kept coming back to it. Yeah. It took me a minute to get through. So like if your phone locks, then it makes you. Yes. So that's what kept happening. Like, if I was sat on my phone, I was trying to listen while, like I was doing stuff. Mm-hmm. It was locked. And then I'm like, great. No, I used to. I was to, like, I'm going to listen to her voice memo later. Before the voice, uh, like the fast forward thing, I used to try to send like voice messages that were only a minute, but I would just send a bunch of them so that your phone wouldn't lie while you're listening. Good God. But now I can just send 10 minute voice messages. It's great. So I'm kidding. I'm kidding. She'll get responded to three days later. I'll call you if I need to say all that. Oh my gosh. Okay. Now, resource of the week. What have you been listening to lately? Or what's a resource that you feel like people should know about? Or do you even have one? <laughs> well, I haven't been reading much like I had been because mm-hmm. I've just been so tired. Um, dang. Do you have a resource? Let's see what I can whip up oh i'll tell y'all something that i've incorporated which i don't want any of my clients to judge me but uh-huh. i hadn't like publicly said it Mm-mm. but i have to where i don't start working before 9 30 well i so i'm not supposed to yeah i mean 9 30 is a normal time most people work at nine to five you'd be surprised at how many phone calls and texts i get beforehand i'm sure because people are trying to talk to you before they get to work so like yeah, so I've tried to set my boundary on not responding to any work or, well, I said I wasn't going to do any emails, but sometimes I do because, yeah, I just do. But so I'm <laughs> and I'm not supposed to work before 930. I'm supposed to like have my me time. So like if that, I can do like some work things, but not really like reaching out. Mm-hmm. Like if it's like writing down my to-do list or like organizing my day or like getting certain emails out maybe to like the assistant or something like that, then that's okay. But like making active phone calls and stuff like that, unless yeah. it's something like crucial that I've been working on or like a contract that's, you know, underway, then I'm not going to break that. And the other day was really hard because someone, <laughs> I got a phone call, I got a text, I got a WhatsApp. And I knew a DM was about to come. <laughs> From the same person? Shut up. Okay. But I was yeah. like, oh my gosh. Like, I was driving back home from working out because I work out. And then I'll go home and try to, like, make me a protein shake or something and shower. And then by that time, it's time for me to start, like, reaching out to the rest of the world. But. Okay. Let me just PSA. PSA. I mean, it was, like, a great thing that they were wanting to do. And so I was like, oh, it's so hard for me just, like, to not respond back. No, but this is the thing. People don't understand boundaries. There's a difference between trying to make sure that your stuff got seen and boundaries, okay? <laughs> so you, if someone, if you reach out to somebody via one way, like let's say you email them or whatever, 
And then you also text them. That's enough. You don't have to DM. Unless it's like about a different topic. Right. Like you don't have to do all of that because that happens to me too with my students. I love all of my students. If you've ever purchased anything from me, I love you so much, right? But I always tell them, hey, DM is not the best way to get a hold of me. And then they continue to DM me because they feel like, I don't know what they feel like. I Because sometimes I think because I'm not responding as quickly as they would like me to, that maybe I just didn't see it. Or maybe if they, you know, DM me, then I'll, they'll, I'll see it more. No, I won't. Because all of you guys are thinking the same thing and all of you guys are DMing me. So if you would just email, like I said, or use the Facebook group or like the different resources that I gave. <laughs> we have a Slack group. We have other ways where you could get in touch with me. And those are the mediums where I'm specifically looking for, you know, questions, comments and all that from my students. Right. So you actually would get a quicker response that way. But a lot of you guys choose to harass me on social media. Not harass. (laughs) And other places like, yeah, I mean, literally, I will like there are platforms that I don't even check like that, like my Facebook page. Oh, I'll go into my messenger and there will be like all these messages, like old messages from people like trying to get a hold of me. And I'm like, but then I go and look and they never emailed or they never use the Facebook group or they never. I barely know how to work Facebook. So when I get on there, I feel like an old person, you know, like when a first old person like discover something. Yeah. So when I'm on Facebook, I'm like on there for like, oh, my gosh, look at this. No, literally. This person said this. And then I'm like, wait, it says I have a message. How do I do that? And then I'm like trying to figure it out. Yeah. But it's usually if I'm like really bored, then I'll get on Facebook and be trying to figure stuff out. But besides that, I'm not on there. Right. And so, yeah, which y'all don't realize, even though I don't really use Facebook like that, because we have the Facebook groups, I do get notifications when you guys message in there. If I don't respond right away, it's probably because you commented at like 10 p.m. So, no, I'm not going to respond at that moment. Oh, and I'll have people that will like text me at like Mm -hmm. 11 or 10. Yeah. And like, so I will respond. I've tried to give myself like a cutoff time. Mm Mm-hmm which I don't really have a time written, but if I feel like it's too late, then it's too late. Right. Unless we're like actively working on something and like we've been going back and forth and it's like, okay. Right. But I've tried to tell myself like, you need to cut it off at this time. Like if you're sending out an email, that's fine, but not like yeah, emails are texting fine. and calling. Like, yeah, it's like, just too much. I'm probably not going to respond to a text that's sent at 11 o'clock because no. I've already tried to like zone out from that. Right. Like, absolutely not. That's the boundary. And so you just need to respect it. And my phone's already on, like, silent until 930. And the other day I left it in the kitchen because I had unsilenced it. Mm -hmm. I'm so glad I left it in the kitchen because typically if I, like, unsilenced it and I have it with me, I'll, like, be reading it and be like, okay, so I'm going to tell this person this. Yeah. Versus, like, not (laughs) really interacting with the outside world. That's good. That's good. So. Yeah, it's a work in progress. It is. It's a work in progress. And then also, too, I want to say this to my students. Um, (laughs) If I, because I just thought about it, because sometimes they'll, like, comment something, and either one, it'll be at a weird time, like we said, or it'll just be something that I'm literally about to send out an email about. So if I don't respond to it, sometimes it's just because I'm already about to address it with the whole group. So don't think that, like, I'm ignoring you. I saw it. <laughs> I did. But like I was going to address it with everyone. So there's no point in me like trying to go back and forth with you in that moment. Um, and also, too, we're trying to preserve our energy. We communicate with a lot of people constantly. So we have mm-hmm. to be like, OK, let me preserve my energy. <laughs> because it's a 
a lot. You just have to understand it's a lot. It's a lot being a teacher and a realtor, okay? So give us some grace. All right. And respect our boundaries. Don't be blowing up our phones. <laughs> but anyway, so that's what you're doing. You're practicing your boundaries. Yeah. That's good. That's awesome. So y'all, practice. Ooh, that's her tip is to practice your communication boundaries or figure out what they are and start doing them. Yeah. And then mine... So I have two. One is the book by Tiffany Alice. It's Get Good With Money. It's a really good book. I don't think we've ever talked about that on here before. Mm-mm. But it's a really good book if you are someone that's trying to get better with your finances or you're trying to, um, yeah, just like financially get your life in order. It's a really good book. So I recommend that. It's written by a black woman. It's one of the only finance books written by a black woman. And I'm just so proud of her for that. It's a bestseller. Shout out to her. And then um, I'm like, should we just start a book club at this point? I don't even know how we would do that. But because I talk about books on TikTok and then we talk about books on here. Maybe if we had like a blog post. Yes. To discuss the book club. Okay. That would make sense. Because I'm like, all of you guys, every time we mention something, you guys tell me like, yeah, I went and read the book after you said it or whatever. So I'm like, okay, maybe we should discuss these together somehow. I don't know. But we'll figure that out later. Um, and then my other thing is, since she's giving You're just... You're only supposed to give one. Oh, well, I wanted to tell one more. <laughs> this is our show. Okay, go. <laughs> what is it? No, so the other day, um, so all year, really, not all year, but like since maybe like April, Mar- uh, yeah, April, I would say I've been getting really frustrated because I was, I felt like I was like on this journey of healing and stuff and I was really great. Like up until April, like I was like that girl, okay? I just got my blonde hair, I was working out, my body was looking good. Like I was going to therapy all the time, healing, doing all the things, right? And I was just feeling great. Like I was like, oh, I'm moving, I'm gonna do all these things. And then April comes, And things kind of just like shift and like get away from that. And then I just start realizing like by the summertime, I'm like, oh my God, like this is raggedy. Like I am not happy. Like I am not happy at all. And everything, like I feel like I'm not accomplishing any of the stuff that I said I wanted to accomplish or do this year. Wealthy Woman has just been moving slow. Like the whole process of getting this going. Like, yeah, we have this podcast, But Wealthy Woman is supposed to be, like, a media company. Like, I'm supposed to have the whole thing up and running by now, or I, like, kind of expected that, or at least to get the funding that I wanted. And so everything's just kind of, like, been in a weird spot at a standstill. And I'm just, like, I'm just, I was just sitting here, like, this is trash. Like, I, not that it's, like, trash. Like, I'm still very blessed. But at the same time, I'm like, this is just not panning out. And I just felt really unhappy. And also, too, I felt like this was something that God told me to do. So I was just like, okay, God, if he, like, where's the provision? You know what I mean? To make this happen if this is something that you called me to do. But then also I'm like, if I could choose to do something else, I would be doing something else. <laughs> like, I'm only doing this because I felt like God told me to do it. So, um, in the in the midst of me feeling like that I've even lately I'm just like yeah very blessed like I just had my surgery I feel like I look great yada yada I've been all healing doing all these things but I'm like I feel like even though I'm on this journey of like becoming a better person I don't have anything to show for it like most people feel like once they go on a healing journey 
you're supposed to come out on the other side amazing your life's gonna be better all this stuff and i feel like it's really the opposite like <laughs> like my life is almost like in a lot of ways i'm like i actually feel like i'm in a worse spot like <laughs> a lot of times you have to go through like turmoil i feel like i don't even know if I said that word right yeah but turmoil. turmoil to get to where you need to be because mm-hmm. you know the hardest times are really the real lessons versus yeah just the good times yes Absolutely. And yeah, I I know that life ebbs and flows. And so trajectory wise, like even if you look at stocks or anything, it's like you see it goes up and down. But over time, eventually, even though it's going up and down, you'll see like it gets higher over time. Um, And that's life. Like the same thing happens with life. But I think I just had this realization. I'm like most of my adult life so far, I have not been happy. Like whether I've been accomplishing all the things that I want to accomplish or not, it's like I haven't been happy. Um, and then even with me healing, I felt like that was like the whole point of me healing because I was like, I want to get to a place where I have peace and happiness. Like I kept saying that. And I before I was basing my happiness off of getting the validation that I wanted, like me accomplishing things, I felt like that validated me. Or, you know, like looking for external validation from others or whatever. And so now through healing, I feel like I don't actually need that that validation anymore. You know what I mean? Like I validate as myself. Okay I'm just valid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I just feel like I'm valid. Like that's that. Um, and so because of that, I'm like, OK, well, then how if that if I don't need any of those things anymore, then how do you become happy? Right. But then I realized, I, I don't know, it was just like I had an epiphany. And I was like, I just get to give myself permission to be happy. Like, regardless, regardless of how good things are or not, I get to give myself permission to be happy. And that's where gratitude comes into play. The, gra- the gratitude is not just to like, because people always talk about grat- gratitude when it comes to manifesting. Like, in order to manifest better, you have to be grateful and all mm-hmm. this stuff. But it's not even just about that. It's just so that you can be happy like, and be at peace and learn to be satisfied with the now. Be satisfied in the moment, right? And not always be looking at the next thing or the next, you know what I mean? Like looking to aim for more. It's like, yeah, I want more, but I'm going to be happy in this moment. I'm going to give myself permission to do that, even if my whole world is falling apart. I deserve to feel happy. I deserve to feel joy. I deserve to feel peace. And so whatever I want to do in that moment, whether it's walking my dog, going to work out, going to hang out with friends, whatever, I deserve to do that. Because I used to tell myself, I I think it's just something I grew up like you doing. haven't done this yet. Like Yeah, like, you know, like I should go out. I haven't out. done my chores yet, so right. I can't go have a good time. Right. That's exactly it. And so because my parents used to say that all the time or like, oh, you didn't get a good grade on that test. OK, you're not going outside or whatever. And so it's like now as an adult, I'm like, oh, I can't go on vacation because I haven't done this, this and this. Or I don't deserve to do that because I need to take care of this other thing. And it's like, but it's no. like you're you're what it's like. You're punishing yourself twice because yeah. in your head, you're already like downed yourself for not doing what you need to do. Mm-hmm. But then again, you're punishing yourself again for it. So it's like how long and how many times you're going to punish yourself for the same thing. Right. Ooh, I didn't think of it like that. Yeah. I don't know what book I read that in. I feel like, well, when you kept saying now, it made me think of the power now, but I'm also reading like another book now that I can't That sounds like something Mel Gibson would say. But I just feel like it's like you're punishing yourself twice. Yes. And so you don't, like you punish yourself once 
allow yourself to fill it. And if mm-hmm. you keep filling it for a while, then you're just filling it. But don't keep punishing yourself for something that you did or didn't do. Yeah. Because really what we have to understand, too, like with you saying that, that just made me think like the 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 punishment is just the consequence of whatever happened. So if you didn't do a good job and you got a bad grade, the bad like grade it is, is the what it is. Yeah, it's already <laughs> happened. Oh, well. <laughs> and so now it's just like, okay, how are we going to do better next time? Like, get move on. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think I think that and also, too, I'm realizing like a lot. Of, I have to I'm. I have to reprogram a lot of the things that I was taught as a kid, like just through the way that my parents handled me, like through punishment or correction or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of those methods were not the best. And that's just because that's all they knew to do. But also they were a bit emotionally immature. And so because I'm like carrying all that with me of like, oh, you can't do this because of that. And it's like, who's what? You're grown. Like, stop. <laughs> Like, stop. <laughs> so that's my me- my message to you guys. Give yourself permission to be happy because I know a lot of people where they live life like that, where they're mm-hmm. like, I'm just not happy. Nothing ever works for me. Nothing. You know, and it's like they're just living in pity versus. Yeah. Which I mean, you can be sad about it, but like. Yes. I'm not saying you can't have feelings. Yeah, girl. I get it. If stuff keeps going but wrong, try to be find sad. joy in it at the same time of like, OK, well, I'm here. But what can. Right. What can I do to be happy? Or what did I learn from this versus like it took me this far down and now I'm here. Right. (laughs) Right. Like you can be going through something like a breakup or whatever. But then at the same time, that doesn't mean that you can't have a moment where you watch something funny and, you know, Mm -hmm. have a moment of joy. (laughs) You don't have to sit here in the dark and be sad and cry and listen to heartbreak music. Because you're literally going to be stuck there for a while. Right. Right. So... Anyways, I hope that made sense. Um, I told the women in my mastermind that because I like just had that epiphany before I had my call with them. And like everyone got so emotional and like started crying and stuff because like they were kind of going through the same thing. So hopefully that resonates with you guys. <laughs> Round of applause for <laughs> I'm glad you shared the second thing. Yeah. Thank you. See? See? Okay. So today... We want to talk about, okay, this is kind of complicated, (laughs) but I wanted to talk about the whole Kanye thing. There's always a Kanye thing. (laughs) This one specifically, though, is about him losing his Adidas deal and all of the um, deals that he's lost. Yeah, all the other deals that he's lost, all of the different things that he's been saying and doing lately as far as the, um, they're saying he's anti-Semitic. And um, but also I wanted to look at it more from the dynamic of how that affects Kim and the kids, even though they are not together still. We have to also think about there's so many dynamics here. Okay, so one, we have to look at like imagine this. You you end up dating this guy. You guys are both like let's say you guys are like popping. Okay, like he's somebody really cool. Y'all you, go everywhere. Y'all get to do everything. Right. Y'all get to, to worry do about everything. You are that girl. You know everybody in the city. Like, you start growing your family. You're like, I'm living the best life. I'm right. living my dream life. I have all these kids now. And Come here, Truffle. Blah, blah, blah. Come here, sir. And then bam. He gets... I mean, we need a babysitter. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Yes, but yeah, you like meet this guy, you guys are having a great life together, like the life that you thought you dreamed of or whatever, and you're just like, oh my God, I'm so happy, we start, we got married, we're starting to have kids, and then 
you because of who he is, who he knows, you guys, he starts helping you position yourself so that you can have an even better career than what you had before. And so you guys are like doing all these things to reposition you because before this, people thought like they were like, OK, yeah, you're cool. But like they kind of didn't take you serious. And so now it's like you're on the cover of Vogue. Now you're suddenly having all these like higher level partnerships. Now you're considered a style icon. I feel like people look at you differently, too, once you get married. Yes. Like, yeah, you can be great and everything. Because she was, like, great and all before she even had him. Mm -hmm. But I feel like people, when you get married and they see you have a family, they put you, like, on a different pedestal. That's true. As if you can't be great on your own. That's true. They take you more serious. Yeah, you get, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it validates you in some weird way. I hate that as a woman Mm -hmm. because it does not do anything for a man. But when a woman gets married, it's, like, suddenly. And now you're more reliable. You're a better person. Mm -hmm. I can trust you more and. Blah, blah, blah. I'm willing to work with you because like, oh, she's married. She does mm-hmm. this. She does that. Versus yeah. she's single and still does it all. Right. Yeah. Wah, wah, wah. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, it's all the married women. No shade. <laughs> but it doesn't. It's like, what's the difference? Um. So, yeah. So all of a sudden now, because of how he helped her reposition, she's getting all these opportunities. And then he says to you, OK, or she decides to start business, whoever, whoever put it in her ear to start starting businesses she decides to start this wonderful shapewear company. He provides all, like, the whole team. He's like, no, 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 don't work with those people. Here, I'm going to help you get this person on your team, this person. Yeah, because he made, like, all of her decisions. Mm-hmm. Like, he dressed her. He dressed her. All this, literally everything. Like, set her up, okay? And so she now has this company. She started a makeup company. All these different things, right? Like, these companies are now booming, right? And then he... At the same time, has his um, his own company that's doing amazing. And then he has like, all these other projects on the side. He's a musician. It's like when you guys come together, it's like y'all are building at an accelerated rate all of a sudden. And so now you guys are in your 40s all of a sudden. And you have four kids. And you both become billionaires separately. Okay? So together, it's like you're two... <laughs> You're two very powerful people all of a sudden. But now you're not getting along. And you're like, ooh, I don't know. I'm not vibing with you right now. And you try, you try, you try. And it's just like now. But now your husband's going off on the deep end. Like now he's doing things that are bringing ultimately shame. Shame to the family name. And now he's also um, doing some stuff that could be considered disrespectful publicly towards you. And... At a certain point, you just have to decide to choose yourself. And so you decide to divorce the man. But you guys are both still separately billionaires, right? And so your kids, the quality of life is the same. Everything's the same, right? And you think everything's fine now. You think you're moving on. But your husband continues to have... Spiral. Yeah, he continues to spiral. That's the correct term. Your husband continues to... Or your ex-husband now. Your ex-husband continues to spiral. And so even though you think you've gotten away... (laughs) But I don't even feel like I feel more bad for the kids because, yeah, right. she's divorced him and she can say I'm no longer associated with him, even mm-hmm. though I mean, she has to co-parent. But the kids are forever tied to him. Like, that's my yeah. dad. That's what I was about to say. That's that what I was about to say. Dad, I was like, going to say, I think she feels like she's gotten away, but it still affects her because of these children. And they're so young. 
and north we have to think north is like 10 or 11 so she's so she old enough it. to like and they see the things like there was one and episode where a saint was like on his ipad playing roblox or something yes and her sex tape or something popped up as an ad and he was like mommy and she's like oh my god yeah so then yeah. she like showed somebody and was like we're suing them mm-hmm yeah exactly they still see it and so and then i'm sure with north like it's to the point where even if she didn't see it somebody at school is going to say something you know Mm -hmm. so um at this point she i feel like kim is probably so the other day um just to bring it to current time so kanye's been having these outbursts and so the other day kim uh met up with ivanka trump did you see that Mm-mm. yeah so she met up it was like literally a few days ago they her and ivanka went to dinner and the waiter whoever was there allegedly said that they were discussing what you do when a family member is having public outburst and yes and yeah, how to handle reference yes <laughs> she's like that's who would know ivanka would know how to handle this <laughs> Wow. Yeah. And so she's like, how do you handle that? How do you deal with it? Like, you know, just how, like, I think from the perspective of like protecting, um, like the way the family is viewed, because it's still, you know, that's still technically family in a way, but also how do you handle him and like the kids? It was just like a lot there. So she was trying to get some advice. We don't know how that went, but that's what they were saying. This, well, that's what word was happening. On the street. Yeah, word on the street is that was the conversation. Um, so then, outside of that, um, Kanye. <laughs> so let's get to Kanye's drama. So I pulled up a timeline here. <laughs> so we have something correctly to reference versus us getting yes. lost in all of the stuff he said right so okay so kanye started working with adidas back in february of 2015 um yeah wait is that the correct date hold on i don't know well i think it came out by february or something like that he, yeah okay that's the first time we saw yeezy it was in february of 2015 so they had already been working on it but first time he debuted it it was 2015 um and then he's first oops mm-hmm. i didn't i did not mean to do that so then um we had seen the first fashion show for yeezy uh february 12th he, he wore the first shoe at the grammys on february 8th and then february 12th he came out with the whole fashion show everyone was like ooh. That's when and they then, just like, well, I guess all his fashion shows are very similar. Never mind. Yeah. But at that time, we didn't get it. And so half the people loved it. And then the other half were like, this looks stupid. Like, what is happening? <laughs> Why are these people just walking like this so oddly? Right. And then they were like, these clothes don't even look that great. This is like streetwear. And he's trying to charge a bunch of money for it. I would argue that Kanye really took streetwear to like this new level of like, because he Luxury. changed everyone's like perspective on mm-hmm. streetwear. Yes. And so now a lot more brands have followed in the footsteps of, well, they're of course making it their own, but it's like similar styles of mm-hmm. like the super loose clothes where people yes. would be like, well, why do they have all that baggy clothes on? And that doesn't even look right. But now mm-hmm. like it's super expensive and they sell it at Neiman's yeah. and you know, right. you right. can pay a lot of money for some sweats. Right. And I'm, yeah, all these are like essentials and all these other fear of God they all like have followed suit with this whole like you know wave of luxury streetwear and the colors too the color schemes the designs yeah all that so after that year after year he was just killing it right and so this brand 
went to the billion dollar mark a few years ago, I think. Um, excuse me. This, but like Yeezy underneath Adidas, like specifically Yeezy itself went to the billion dollar mark a few years ago. So then um, after that, he ended up getting a deal to do stuff with Gap. Gap and it. Mm. Wait, is Gap and Adidas are under the same umbrella? Yeah, they are. Uh huh. I believe so. West demands to be on the board of Adidas and Gap. Hold on, let me see. I don't want to go through the whole timeline because this is a very long. But he timeline. did. So he did the Gap deal, and then yeah. So his, with the Gap deal, he his clothes and trash bags. And <laughs> so with the Gap deal, they said to him, "You like they would actually have. Um, they would give him different stores, like Yeezy stores. It wasn't just gonna be a whole like, oh, you have like this specific collection in Gap. Like you, they, he was gonna get his own stores as well. Mm-hmm. And so they were gonna. He wanted the first one to be in Atlanta because that's where he's born." Um, and he just loves the culture in Atlanta and they haven't done it yet. So this deal was done back in 2020. No store has been open. <laughs> None of the easy stores have been opened. And the only thing that they did was roll out that collection, like you said, and then his clothes are in the trash bags. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was like, a, but it was only like at a certain, certain places that even had the release in the trash bags, right? Cause yeah, I feel like there wasn't anything in Dallas. Yeah, Maybe there wasn't. I, I don't know. Yeah, I didn't see anything. Well, I, I didn't go to the mall. <laughs> I didn't go to Gap. <laughs> Me either. But I feel like I would have seen someone say like, hey, it's at yes. Gap at North Park or something. Yes. People would have made a big deal about it because they did that when CB2 or, or not CB2. House of CB. CB. Yeah. CB2 is amazing. Though. <laughs> no, it is. I go there all the time. That's where I go. <laughs> so. <laughs> okay. So um, they said back in June, June 13th, he took to Instagram to air out his grievances with this. Oh, with Adidas, sharing a lengthy statement alleging that the brand copied his work in a rant. He shared that. Oh, no. Yeah. In a rant, Wes shares that a photo of Adidas. Um, I don't even know how to pronounce that. Adidalet is it? <laughs> oh, Adidas, Adidalet 22. Yeah, Adidalet 22. And he calls it a fake Yeezy and demands that the Adidas CEO um, They did kind of look him. like Yeezys, though. But that's not the first time they've done that. I just remember seeing a pair of Adidas, and I was like, well, are those Yeezys or are they just regular Adidas? By that, I've, I've done that a few times with the, with their stuff. Like, where I'm like, oh, okay, like the um, Adidas Oswegos. Is that how you say it? Oswegos? I don't ever know the name of the shoes. Okay. Well, so I'm like, I don't those... know if they were Adidas that I saw that look like Yeezys. <laughs> but I feel like he did could have some right to saying, like, that's the style issue that I created for y'all. Yeah. Like, if you're going to create your own, I need some payback from it. Right. Something. Yeah. I feel like they've done that at least twice, two to three times before this that I, where I've been like, Oh, that looks just like Yeezys. I'm going to get that because it's, cheap. <laughs> it's still the same. So anyway, so he got mad at them, said that like they need to talk to him about that. They didn't say anything to him. They don't care. So then fast forward to September 1st. Travel. That's fine. Oh. No, don't eat that, please. Please don't eat that. Go. Okay. Good boy. Okay. Oh, my God. Have you been eating that? If you get sick. Oh, my God. That is a old. What is in your face? What in the world? He has this. Oh, my God. Give me this thing. We have to hurry up. Oh, my God. From outside. That's a stupid. Yeah, he went outside last night. Okay. Anyways, so um, back to what we were saying. So (laughs) the headline was meant, no, no, no. Okay. So September 1st, he posts on Instagram like a fake little thing saying that the uh, CEO of Adidas was dead. 
and he like thought it was funny or whatever um that's not funny though and then <laughs> it was like a whole fake headline that he made like he made it look like a newspaper all this stuff it was stupid so anyways um then fast forward to september 9th he posted um what did he do he called out adidas for allegedly copying his des- designs again and um he said as well as that him wow as well as them not giving him enough control over his products and not opening up the yeezy stores among other grievances so he wants them to terminate his deal and they all he wants he also wants them to pay him two billion in damages okay so then october 6th oh wait but between okay yes so um before this no october when, when was the um, other, the cha- the Drink Champs episode? When did that come out? Drink Champs? Yes. So that's where he said all the stuff, the anti-Semitic stuff. Oh, I don't know. Girl. Okay. So anyways, I think that he, I think this was um, before this, but basically he ends up going on Drink Champs. He did a few interviews, okay, at all I've month. I have seen that. Yeah, he did a few interviews all month, but there was one specifically where he went on Drink Champs. And this interview, he said all kinds of stuff because it, that's the kind of podcast it is where you can just say whatever you want, right? Well, and who's Kanye not to say whatever he wants? Well, he didn't say all this on uh, Good Morning America. He did some other stuff, and he he was being very... <laughs> he was like, yes, hello. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Okay. He, he was... He acts according to the, the setting, okay? So... Anyways, that's a podcast where he said all of the anti... He had been saying some anti-Semitic stuff before that on his Instagram, I believe. But then on there, he really went into detail and he started explaining his views and opinions on how Jewish people run all of the media platforms and all this stuff. And they just feel like they're trying to paint him as... Or he feels like they're trying to paint him as crazy. He feels like this is the reason for a lot of the issues that he's having in his in his career and his with his brand, all that, right? So then, um, because of these statements... I didn't say it exactly like he said it. He said it totally different. And then he also made some comments about George Floyd and how the reason that he died is not because of the police officer. It was because of something else. It was ridiculous. So anyways, he, <laughs> he, and then he also wears the White Lives Matter shirt. White Lives Matter shirt. He puts the shirt on. But didn't on. he wear that before he said the anti-Semitic stuff? Yes. He, he, he said that literally, I mean, he wore it right before, like literally days before. So, I think the craziest thing is that it took him to say anti-Semitic stuff for people to cut him off versus wearing the White Life Matter shirt and yes. saying all the stuff about George Floyd. Like, right. y'all didn't want to cut him off for that? And he's been saying stupid stuff about black people for a long time, actually. Yeah. Like, so I, should, I feel like they should have been cut him off or at least have threatened to yeah. cut him off. Like, hey, if you don't get it together, we're going to cut you off. Right. When he said slavery was a choice, that's when he, he should have lost the deal. Yeah. That was years ago. Um, okay, so anyways, by October 6th, Adidas announces um, that they put Yeezy's partnership under review. Oh, that's review. what it was. They put his partnership under review at that point, okay? And then and then he said all this crazy stuff. That's, then and he then, said the anti-Semitic. Okay. Uh-huh, then he said the anti-Semitic stuff. And then after that, fast forward to October 24th. Yesterday. Then, right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, October 25th, yesterday. Oh, okay. He loses his partnership. That. Yes. Oh, and then on the 24th, uh, Balenciaga let him go, um, CAA, Vogue, and then some other people, they all let him go. Or, or they stopped. They were like, we're done. We cut ties with him, basically. So, like, if they were working with him or if they've done, they plan on doing anything with him, 
Uh, Vogue was like, we will not be publishing anything about him, any of his easy stuff, nothing. And then right after that, he loses the partnership with Adidas. First year, I managed to keep my account above 100 million until I got hit with $27 million of taxes last week. Then my payroll got cut by Adidas immediately, which was against the contract. And then I flew two members of Corn Resnick again last night and they exposed the extra 40 million that they have been hiding from me of bills. What I'm saying is I'm being honest to you guys. I've been humbled and I have no reason to lie. My family was taken away from me. My reputation has been smeared. The crazy part is it took all of this for him to lose all that. Meanwhile, that swimmer, I just thought of it, mm -hmm. had drugs in his system and that's how he lost all his stuff. Right. It's like, but, but like I get the drugs in the system, but like, why did it take so long for people to cut him off? Because it's Kanye. The thing about it is, I think we have to also consider the fact that he is technically a He's billionaire. He's made all these people money, too. He's made all these people so much money. They've been working with him for years. He has personal relationships with him, with them. Um, and so it, it's, it's similar to Trump, where it's like. <laughs> At first, I think people were kind of like, oh, gosh, how do we go about, you know, dealing with Trump? And then eventually it was just like because it was thing after thing after thing. It was just like, oh, go, Trump, bye. You know what I mean? Like, it was just like, whatever. We cut ties. Um, so with him, I think it, it was that same kind of thing. And with Kanye, it hasn't always been a consistent thing. It's like he'll pop up, say something crazy, and then go into hiding. I think it's because he disappears so much. Yes, he disappears. He'll say something crazy and then be like, out, you know? And so we think like, oh, okay, that's Kanye being Kanye. He's having an outburst. And that's the other thing. Is he still with that girl? He, oh, girl, he's on to somebody else. Oh. Julia? No. I don't know the real name. Julia's on Instagram. I mean, not on Instagram, on TikTok now. She's great, actually. I love Julia. <laughs> Go check out Julia Fox on TikTok. But I feel like TikTok. he probably got a lot of leeway because he was, bi well, he is bipolar. Exactly. Like I bipolar. think it's that, too. So it's like when you're that powerful, when you're making people that much money, and then you also, because he has power in all the industries, and in media, and music, and fashion. So it's like, you've done all this stuff to build all these relationships, and people don't want to mess with you because you're so powerful when and you have billions of dollars and all this stuff. And then you also have mental issues. So now it's like, oh, we got to handle like a you with care. Thing. Yeah. yeah. And especially since like mental awareness now so much bigger than it used to be. Right, right. So now we have to be sensitive to that. Um, but now it's like, okay, now you've taken it so far. Um, but like you said, but then if it's you're really not done with all of that, you should just step away. Like your people, he has so many people that work for him. So many people that control a lot of his stuff. Mm -hmm. They should be like, Hey, you need to step back. Yeah. Like you can still have all this stuff going on, but maybe not be so much in social media. Right. Right. Relax, sir. <laughs> Take a step back. But yeah, and I think that's the thing. He likes to surround himself with yes people. He loves to do that. And, well, so, and he puts every, like, he's, like, I went to his page before we started recording, and it's literally screenshots of text messages. Yeah, because he just versus, doesn't. He has no boundaries. <laughs> yeah. So he's not well. And um, I think it's just, like you said, I think the most disheartening part, really, to me, it's not even Kanye at this point, because Kanye's Kanye, whatever. I'm not surprised. But I, I think. It's kids. Yeah, I think it's the kids. And the fact that no one did anything. This, I mean, it's just like, how are we still, we didn't, we've done all this stuff the last few years to try to get people to prioritize us as important, you know, like black people 
or just then, people of color. And then he, the moment he says something about Jewish people, it's like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Lose everything. And that was his point, though. That And that's the thing. That's why and I that said. That could be his point, too. Yeah. Because I feel I like mean, I feel like he almost did it on purpose because he kept saying he wanted out of his dealer. He kept saying he wanted respect and all this stuff. And then Adidas was not giving him the time of day. They were not talking to him about it. Whatever. They didn't care about him saying anything about black people. Right. They didn't care. talking about Jewish people. Right. All like, of a sudden, it's like, Jewish oh, yeah, we'll great. We have deal. nothing against them. But it's like. Yeah, it literally took to talk about Jewish people. Like, well, why couldn't they do it with black people? Right. Why couldn't you do it with any and or just the fact that he wants you to review his deal? <laughs> what about that? What <laughs> if y'all just did it when he asked you to instead of him having to do all these antics to get your attention? So but he's, he's like a little kid calling for attention. No, that's literally you know, like what when is. a kid asks you to do something and then you're like, no, no, no. But then if they throw a timber tantrum in the store, then it happens. Oh, yeah. Then it's like they got the attention. That that they, that's what he does. This is what <laughs> Truffle does every single day. <laughs> every single day. Yes. When I was little, I um, my sister was getting a dune. Well, so my mom had just bought an infinity. Mm-hmm. And oh, we, your mom has been that girl for a we minute. We stopped at. Her mom has a Tesla, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Donnie was like, so whose Tesla are you driving? I'm like, my mom's. <laughs> Was between that or a Porsche. Anyway, so <laughs> we stopped. So she had just bought a new car. So we leave mm-hmm. from her getting a new car. And then we stop at the mall right there by the dealership. And mm-hmm. she's buying my sister a Dooney and Burke. And I'm like, so she get a car. She gets a Dooney and Burke. And I'm just here. So I was like, well, I want one too. And she's like, this, I was little in acting out. And I'm the youngest child. I will no longer do these things. <laughs> I threw myself on the floor inside the mall. <laughs> I feel like How old are that's you? like <laughs> what Kanye was doing. How old were you? I don't remember. Oh, okay. That is funny. You were that But child? I got a Dooney and Burke. But that, I think that's <laughs> so the, you got one? I did. So that's what was the point it of worked. the story. I'm like, that's what kids do. But I think that's the only time I've ever done that. And because no. you usually see kids do that and you're like, what is wrong with that? Pants? No, like, literally. Get your kid. But, but that's why yeah, I've oh pulled that gosh. before and thrown myself on the floor in the mall and got a new purse. Okay, so wait, what did your mother do? <laughs> what did she do? My mom was a teacher. How's she doing this on a teacher salary? Okay. All right, shout out to her. <laughs> <laughs> now she's retired. Well, um, no, anyways. So, yeah, I think that's exactly what Kanye is doing. He's having a tantrum, but he did it because he knew that would work. But this is my thing. So once he lost all these deals, he went from being a billionaire, almost a multi-billionaire. Okay, he was at one point eight billion. Now, because he lost all of those companies, he now is only worth four hundred million. And that is a huge drop. drop. (laughs) I'm like, I wonder if he bought his house in cash. But then uh-huh. if, even if he did, he has to keep up with those taxes. Right. So how long will his money last him? To, like, what are the taxes on that? And house? the expenses. That's the thing. That's like, what he'll have to understand. cut off other things that he has. Like, I'm sure he has a ton of cars. Yeah. Multiple houses. Yeah. Because that is probably his biggest source of cash flow. That that company. And, and he's so, not getting no child support or nothing from Kim because she's the one with the kids. Right. And he hasn't been touring. So it's like. When you get to that level, you have ridiculous expenses. Like he had to start selling some t-shirts. You stupid! I'm just saying his shirts <laughs> wouldn't be cheap. So like that, I mean, it's not going to make up all the money he's losing. But if yeah. he did come out with his own line under his own name, yeah, which he can, I think, and I'm sure that's what he, he will could do. definitely just do that, and um, he'll be fine. But yeah, that's a huge. Oh, that's a huge. I I would personally know based off the story I just told y'all <laughs> when I stopped teaching. 
Um, I mean, I still teach from time to time because, duh, money. Um, but (laughs) (laughs) stop. I mean, that's my career. It's like until wealthy woman in the media company gets up and running, it's like, duh, I need to live. I need like something. Right. Um, and I still have value to share. So it's not like I'm, I'm, I'm not selling trash. Um, but it's like when you cut off your main source of cash flow, it's like that hits you as a much as he's trying to act like it's like he's trying to act like oh i it's feel so nothing, free like they're gonna be lost without me i'm sure that's how he's acting but yeah yeah it's oh he gonna feel it he gonna feel it real soon with all of the expense i'm just gonna have to let go of a lot of his employees too yeah because this is the thing we have to realize yes with with a lot of those employees they still might be under adidas i don't know um we'll i don't i'm not sure how i have to look into but the imagine deal more. how many employees he has but yeah himself. just on his personal staff yeah to run his life and they don't just get paid like yes a little and like then on top of that for him to manage your assets like even just managing a mansion like you have to have all these people to like you know clean he probably your has homes, multiple house managers mm-hmm. he has people that handle his cars he has people mm-hmm. that handle his food he has mo- probably multiple maids yep exactly all these different things so his life is not cheap by any means and so when you're living on a 1.8 billion status versus a 400 million yes 400 million is nothing to scoff at but it's like it's a big jump you guys so i think that's the biggest thing i keep thinking about is like his quality of life is it going to change are the kids going to be affected by this because and i think that's why kim wanted to have the conversation because you got to think when your dad it's just like if your dad has great relationships you automatically get those wonderful relationships and the but benefits not from even it. That, but then but if I just he think messes it's like up, the do kids people experiencing the whiplash of it, and then Kim also having to manage it? But no, because that's what like, I'm saying. If the kids want to go, and Kim knows like he's not in his right mind for me to send my kids, then how do I handle mm. telling my kids you can't go? That's especially true. North. Like she's old enough to be like, well, that's my dad, you know? Yeah. And I feel like their relationship is close. Yeah, it is. But Kim close. knowing what is going on and if she you know knows more than north does mm-hmm. if she's like she can't go over there north is like no i want to go i want to go that's and throws true. her own tantrum at home yeah and that's more backlash too on her that i mean not the public sees but it's what really is affecting her yes i didn't think about that that's very true because then you have to tell your kids they can't go over there for certain things that they don't know that's very true and, I, and maybe north knows a little bit but i don't know that she would fully understand you know, just yet, like until she gets a little older of like what it really means to be bipolar and what that looks like, mm-hmm. like for real, for real, you know, because um, he's been throwing tantrums. But I feel like mm-hmm. even though he threw like this big tantrum, now yeah. it really hit him. Yeah. To where it's going to hurt him money wise. And yeah. so is he still going to be throwing more tantrums at home? Or like right. what does the house really look like right now while he's there? I'm sure he does. And who who can even sustain being in that environment with him? That's very true. Okay. Yeah. Because I feel like they co-parent pretty good. Mm-hmm. And she, like, lets him take them to school and do yeah. all this stuff and try to, you know, be as open to everything. But now, like, yeah, is he I've, still able to maintain that? Or is he going to be losing it at home and then it affects the kids? I'm sure he's done that before they even, you know, divorced. So I'm sure that's probably what she's thinking about is, like, I don't want them going over there because I know how he is at this moment, mm-hmm. you know? Ooh, that's hard. Because, see, I was more so thinking about it from the perspective of, like, once they get older and they want to start doing business and doing different things, it's like, does how he acted? No. No. Are you sure? 
Do they? You know who their mom is and who their grandma is and who their aunts are? Yeah, like, they'll but... still be good. And I think people can understand, like, the kids aren't the dad. Unless yeah. they were to come out and start acting like him. Mm-hmm. Then they may be like, okay. I think they would still get the deals, but they may lose them if they were to start acting out like him. But yeah. I feel like Kim would protect them the whole way to where whatever they wanted to do, it would work. Yeah, hopefully. I hope so. <laughs> That's true, though. But that that I think that is because they have their own relationships aside from him. Kim has cut yeah. him off and Kim's the one with the kids. So it's like. That's true, because Kim still works with Balenciaga. And so it's like, you and know, the kids still go around all the stuff, too. So the people mm-hmm. know the kids personally. OK, that's true. That's true. And I think that that might be helpful for them is like the public perception of and the public being so knowledgeable about the whole thing rather than it just being like, oh, Kanye, the dad of the family, he represents all of them. And it's like, no. yeah, I think it'd be different if Kim like was still with him. Yeah. Like, or oh, she's Kim, still supporting this and she's still with him. And yeah. Then, like, or if Kim just wasn't popular, like if we just didn't know much about Kim, then that probably would still affect them, you know, because Kanye is the public person Mm -hmm. okay stop i'm trying to do something okay but yeah i just wanted to discuss all of that of like the dynamic there and then also too with kim i think for kim it's hard right now because she's trying to reposition herself have you noticed that she's trying to reposition herself for um because she has her new company her new equity firm Mm. and so she's like even her getting thinner i feel like that's a part of the plan but they've all gotten so thin yeah but it's but like I they're trying to move away from black. But I felt like it was her being with um, Pete because Pete is so skinny. And I'm, he's white. I mean, I've always talked to really skinny guys, so I can't really say anything. But like Pete is like skinny, skinny. But he's also white. And I think he just, I don't know. I think it's a combination of things. I don't know. But yeah, that that's just a crazy dynamic there. And there's and you I'm just saying you see her trying to reposition herself so hard. And like be get this new um, persona, and then he just keeps messing. I up. think she's trying to like continuously elevate herself versus mm-hmm. just being known as like selling perfume or just for the yes. sex tape. Now she's like, I'm going to law school. I'm doing all this. Like I'm slowly elevating. Yeah. Versus I'm not just tied down to like this lower stuff of being tied to just fashion. I'm more than mm-hmm. fashion. I'm more than the box that everyone's put me into. Right. I'm much smarter than that. So. And, right. like, she's slowly started to elevate herself into those, like, rooms mm-hmm. to where she's taken more seriously to where she won't even have to work. She won't have to go to fashion right. shows. she won't. She can lay in bed like all the other rich people that are in equity firms and just have I think, money I think coming that's in. what she wants. Because so even way, on the latest episode, did you see how she, her anxiety was just so bad? I've never seen And Kim probably because like she has to deal with four kids and their dad is unstable. And so it's, like, so much more of, like, okay, well, I can't. Yeah. step away as much as I used to and be like, okay, well, they're going to be with their nannies and the dad. Mm-hmm. Like, no, they just need to be with me. And I yeah. probably should be with them to help their mental health yeah. not go downhill from having their mom always working and the dad unstable. Exactly. So I feel like that could be something else. Maybe she's like, I need to focus on my family. Yeah. And I think she and just gets older. overwhelmed by, I, I think over the years, like that's just a lot of trauma to deal with a lot of people don't understand that my friend recently explained this she's a therapist she's like it doesn't matter how big or small the situation is it can still cause you trauma and so when you have all this trauma mm-hmm. that you've been dealing with for years of like people talking about you people saying crazy stuff constantly in the media and um ridicule ridiculing you i think like 
she just has like it's like messed up her nervous system in a way like she just doesn't her whole demeanor is just a little different and she's just always on edge a little bit um and so i just hate that for her i hope that she gets that time like you said like to herself and she can like heal and do all the stuff and she's like aged too so she can't like i'd be tired at 10 o'clock like yes if i'm up past 10 it's like a stretch of like i'm really tired so i can only imagine having four kids i have one child having all those companies having all that and then having the stress on top of it in your 40s like that's just so much and i heard somebody on tiktok they were like Imagine being Kim Kardashian. I think that would be hard to go to therapy. And I was like, you're right. Yeah. Because you don't even know if your therapist is you can is trust like, your therapist. Right. And then also, too, I, she was like, "You because you are so excited to have Kim as your, as your client. Uh, client, are you actually going to confront them and be, you know. But I think mm-hmm. it would take, you know, you have to really be a good therapist. And therapists yeah. have to follow in, you know, all the oaths that they signed under and you know, confidentiality and all I'm that and like, really give her the hard truth of like, well, you need to do this. Right. Because I'm like, just sugarcoating what, stuff and not I think they'd be scared you. to lose her, though, as a client. I feel like as long as she could tell they were being authentic. Yeah. She would be OK with it because they have okay. all other types of people coming to her house, mediums and all, you know, other things that they're open yeah. to. Mm hmm. I, yeah, that's true. So I feel that's like true. their eyes have already been opened to so much more and just people in general have opened their eyes to so much more versus mm-hmm. like being, if maybe it was like in the 2000s. Yeah. And it's like, no. like Yeah, that's true. Okay. I Kim, I, I can send you my therapist number if you need it. Because so. <laughs> she's listening. <laughs> <laughs> Let me know. Um, yeah. Hey, Kim. No, I'm kidding. She mm-hmm. does not care. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> but yeah Kim we you are in our prayers um Kanye I'm gonna pray for you too I'm gonna send up a prayer for you and I'm gonna pray for them children because Mm -hmm. but yeah we just wanted to talk about that because I feel like that is like some real wealthy women that are just wealthy people business and next week you know what we can talk about (laughs) what LeBron James retiring he's retiring Yep, you didn't see it. So next week, that's what we're going to talk about. LeBron James. Because I was like, LeBron and Tom Brady. Tom Brady should take a lesson from that. But anyways, we can talk about that on another episode. Ooh, I have a story to tell. <laughs> I have a LeBron story to tell. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I'm going to tell it. Because this girl told it. And on, I saw her tell something about it the other day. And I was like, ooh. If she said, and Wait, I, who I, said I, it. Who said somebody it? Somebody on TikTok said something. And no one believed her. But I'm like, I was there too. So I know. And I was supposed to go. But the well, um, but no one things, but. no one signed an NDA, so I'm gonna talk about it. And then um, Tom Brady, I do want to talk about his wife too. Okay, so we'll talk about it. Y'all just have to tune in next week. <laughs> next week, and let us know what y'all think about this whole Kim and Kanye and their kids and your thoughts on it. Yes, because that's a lot. All right, well, we will see y'all next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.